Welcome to Nowhere Close to Famous, where we have extraordinary conversations with ordinary people. I'm your host, Josh Story, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Brooke Seal. Hey, people. And we have a, I think, a very fascinating, fun episode today where we cover a lot of ground. I would have to agree. We got to sit down with a good friend of ours, Luke Sires, um, who is a jack-of-all-trades, as we refer to him. And just the man. Just the man. He loves Fort Worth, loves his family. Um, We got to talk to him all about growing up in California and what it was like being in the surf culture there, which I thought surfers were mellow. It's actually more of a gang culture. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's super intense. (laughs) For those of you that didn't know, you (laughs) learn something new every day. But we also got to talk about all kinds of things that Luke has experienced and been through being in the real estate business, the crash in 08 and how that affected him and his family and what brought him to Fort Worth and how he dove back into a business venture here and how that's going and just a really solid guy, really humble, good storyteller. So I'm excited for people to hear our conversation. Yeah. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Luke Sire. Luke, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks excited for coming. Here. Um, I'm very excited because it's not every day that we get to talk to a musician, surfer, real estate mogul. Like, I mean, that's just like the hat trick of awesomeness, I feel like. It really is. I've never met anyone else that checks all those boxes. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) there's just a lot that we want to, you know, talk to you about and ask you about. Um, But first, we we always like to just kind of go back and just kind of talk about origin stuff. Um, Because I don't even actually know if I know the answer to this. Where, Where are you from originally? Born in San Jose, California. Grew nice. up in the Monterey Bay, Santa Cruz. Um, yeah, was there the majority of my life up until Lindsay and I got married and we ended up moving to San Diego. So Okay. Um, only been in Texas for, I think, nine or ten years now. Yeah. So... Was that was that culture shock like going because I mean I would imagine yes. that Santa Cruz <laughs> yes very much yes. so <laughs> yeah what's I mean what's it like growing up in that scene because like I feel like so, as someone that grew up in Texas there's this romanticism about the West Coast of like <laughs> oh there's beaches and like people yeah. skate and they surf and like everyone's fit right until like, everyone eats acai <laughs> you know like i mean what's the that's probably more southern california than northern california <laughs> yeah, honestly. but we've experienced both. um yeah like what's it like growing up in that culture yeah um gosh very different than here yeah i will say mm-hmm. um and i will say northern california is very different than southern california yeah. too so uh northern california is just a different vibe it, yeah it's like um you know i grew up on 16 acres like in the redwood forest no way and i was like 10 minutes from the ocean so we'd surf a lot but it was like you know it was like woods yeah <laughs> so it's just a different feel than san diego so the beaches aren't like where all the fit bodies are and everything <laughs> it's more like you're you're seeing coast beautiful coastline and yeah. cliffs a lot of times and there's all obviously like the beaches that right. are like more popular or whatever but yeah. um yeah the culture is different there um santa cruz is just a heavy it's a heavy city really yeah um do you guys know who Dan Kimball is? No. He, he wrote a, a couple books. He was my youth pastor growing oh, no up. Um, and then Chip Ingram was my pastor. Oh, no way. In Santa Cruz as well. Um, and so, yeah, they, they were really just kind of a big deal in Santa Cruz because it's such a dark place. There's yeah. a lot mm. of, um, just a lot of dark stuff going on in that yeah. city. So, um, a lot of drugs, you know, a lot of people living up in the little, in the woods doing yeah. weird stuff. And, <laughs> Um, so it was a, it was an interesting environment. Uh, just growing up in high school was pretty rough. Like, you know, we were talking about this last night with some friends and just the difference it is between my kids growing up Mm. right now versus the way I grew up. Yeah. But yeah, the surf culture, I know you want to talk about that. It it was, uh, it was rough. Like that's not 
something that I really, I, I, I loved surfing with my buddies yeah. and ended up surfing a lot with my brother-in-law, Jeremiah. Um, and that was great and just such awesome times. There's just nothing like being out in the ocean yeah. at like sunset and yeah. watching the sun go down and being out in the ocean, looking back at the coastline and like just, it's gorgeous and it's just a, yeah. it's such a unique experience. Yeah. Um, but the culture is just, it's rough. I mean, these, some of these guys have been, they've lived there their whole lives yeah. and like their spots where they surf are like, it's like their, their hood and yeah. they don't want you surfing there. So <laughs> you kind of have to find like areas where, where it's okay. And like, yeah. if you're not just like this hardcore local. Yeah. So. so that's what I actually really wanted to ask about because it seems to me when I've talked to guys who learned how to surf, it yeah. seems like the hardest part about learning how to surf isn't like the technique. It's not getting scared away from the other surfers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, uh, is that your experience that like people who are hardcore local surfers, like I've heard some pretty gnarly stories of oh, them, yeah. like, like almost being like gang type. Oh, for sure. Mentality of like, this is our turf. Oh yeah. Get away. Yeah. I mean, you kind of learn who's sort of like at the top of the, of the chain when you're <laughs> out there in the line. Seriously. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've seen guys get super ticked off for getting dropped in on and just go deck someone in the face. No I mean, way. Fights on the beach. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, it's, it's a, it's like a gang. It literally, <laughs> literally is like a gang culture sometimes. Um, so I mean, I just avoided that yeah. stuff and we found breaks that we love that were, that were okay for, you know, kind of anybody to be out there. Yeah. Um, and you kind of find your crew to surf with. And yeah. So dude, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you still surf now, right? Like I haven't in a long time. Oh, really? No, I yeah, it's been a it's been a, a minute for sure. Yeah. I'm excited to go down to BSR. I haven't tried that yet. There's a, oh, there's yeah, a yeah. surf park down in Waco that I've been wanting to try. So yeah, someone said that it's like the most perfectly engineered wave. Like if you could, yeah. well, it would have to be in Waco, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cutting edge of yeah, you know yeah, engineering. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, Central Texas is becoming this like this surf destination. Because so there was funny. like Enland Surf Surf Park down in Austin. I think that might have got purchased by like Kelly Slater's oh, no wave way. company, and they're like developing that. And like people are are like flying here and doing vlogs at BSR and like pro surfers and stuff just to practice on it. And I mean, it's it's cool. Dude. I think the the scene's pretty cool. So so it's it's funny you say that because now I remember um, someone that I knew that was flying here from Orange County saw some people at dfw and and they all had like surfboards with them yeah. and stuff like that and they were like oh like are you flying to california to go surfing like no no like we're actually from orange yeah. county <laughs> and we're here. flying here because we're gonna go surf at the surf yeah. surf park and it's like whoa, whoa, hold on like you're leaving yes like the actual waves to come ride a fake wave in waco yes it's just crazy to me unless it's like really really good waves i guess yeah i mean it's just i mean when you're in the ocean, you don't know what you're going to get sometimes. Right. Unless it's just like you find the perfect break, but that's never yeah. the case. Sometimes you paddle out and you get one or two waves yeah. in an hour, or, and you're like, that was not that great. But, I mean, when you just have perfect wave over yeah. and over again to practice on, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So. Where's where's the best place you've ever surfed? Like, the place that you look, look back and think, wow, that oh, day man. was awesome. Gosh, I have a lot of days like that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, one of the most unique experiences, maybe Jeremiah and I, my brother-in-law, we, we went to Hawaii and we got to surf pine trees. Dude, that's epic. kind of in Kona area. So that was a, that was <laughs> a heavy wave. Definitely. I think probably one of the only waves I like really got barreled on, but I didn't yeah. come out of it. 
And so, I mean, I was just oh underwater gosh. for a long time because it, it was so heavy. And then you get up and get hit by another wave, and it was just, it was crazy. But kind of a unique experience. Dude, <laughs> is that terrifying? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times I thought I was going to die in the ocean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The ocean's a, yeah, it's, it's a gnarly thing. You got to yeah. be got to be careful with it for sure. What what keeps you going going back cuz again mm-hmm. from like the Texan standpoint like there's something really romantic about like oh getting to go surf and be on the waves. But then I can imagine it would take one really gnarly experience where I'm underwater for way too long and I'm thinking, "Oh, this is how I'm going to die." Like this is <laughs> yeah. this oh, is the way that me, yeah. I go out. Like what <laughs> like what gets you be- like back on the board? Gosh, I don't know. Like I said it's been a while. I mean, I I haven't surfed in so long. It's been I miss that for sure because, you know, living here, obviously. But um, <laughs> looking back on those experiences, I mean, it's just the beauty of it yeah. and the feeling of dropping into a wave and just, like, it's just it's just a different experience, yeah. man. It's just fun. It's just, like, this light, airy feeling. You yeah. know, people are like, or is it, like, snowboarding? Is it, like, skateboarding? And it's not really, like, either of yeah. those. You know, it's just, it's just unique. Yeah. The smells, I mean, everything about it. Yeah ocean is awesome what do you think is causing like the culture of california to come to texas because i mean there's an mm. influx of people low-key migrating <laughs> from california yeah, yeah. to oh, texas not yeah. just for so- surf culture like people yeah. are literally picking up their lives relocating oh, yeah. moving putting down roots in texas why do you think that is i mean coming from a real estate <laughs> background <laughs> right. i'm gonna definitely say like cost of living for yeah sure we're i mean we're seeing just tons of California people moving here on a regular basis. Um, it's California, especially where I'm from, Santa Cruz, like yeah. literally the most expensive place to live in the U.S. That's crazy. Um, I mean, just because the Silicon Valley is right there on the other side of the mm-hmm. of the, the mountains, and um, it's just so expensive. I mean, the median, I think the median house is like in the eights, eight hundred thousand or something no like that way. now Golly. in California up there. It's it's crazy. I might be wrong with that, but I'm pretty sure it's it's up there. Um, so yeah, I mean, cost of living here is just dramatically different. Yeah. yeah. What you get here versus theirs is wild. So. Dude, that's crazy. But it's a culture shock. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I always tell people, <laughs> the first time I flew in, I don't want to like dog on Texas, but because <laughs> I love it here, but yeah. I flew in here for the first time to meet Lindsay's parents. Okay. Um, and it was like the first, we were already engaged and flew into Texas and I was like, whoa, cause it, I was just used to like where I grew up yeah, and, totally. and at the time it was San Diego. We were living in San Diego and Carlsbad and I mean, flying to DFW and it's like just traffic and freeways <laughs> and chain restaurants. And I'm like, what is this place? There's like nothing out here. It's like, how many chilies do you have yeah, out here? Seriously. The land of chain restaurants. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, well, especially beside the, uh, the airport, like oh, that yeah. is the most. It's chain restaurants. It, it oh my really gosh. Is. It's awful. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I've kind of learned to see the beauty and definitely in Fort Worth, like yeah. the river and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Got to take, take what you can get out Absolutely, here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, how would you describe high school, Luke? Like, who were you in high school? Ooh, oh man, I went through a lot of phases. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, high school. So freshman year, uh, my sister was a was a senior when I okay. was a freshman. She's two and a half years older than me, 
and she had her license and she was going to Harbor High School in, in Santa Cruz. My parents were like, you're going there and, until you can get your license and go somewhere else. Cause all my buddies went to a different high school, there, oh, okay. SoCal, SoCal High School. And um, so I kind of just like floated through my freshman year, just kind of being like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. I came out of a, like had a girlfriend in eighth grade yeah. <laughs> and she kind of ditched me going into, into freshman year because yeah. she realized all the, all the popular dudes were in, in high school <laughs> and stuff, you know? Um, and it was just a weird, kind of a weird year. Just that whole freshman year, like wanting to be with my buddies mm. yeah. um, while I was in school at least. Yeah. And so I got my license and that like, you know, sophomore year, yeah. I was like, boom, going to SoCal high. Yeah. Um, raced a lot of dirt bikes, gr- oh, no racing way. dirt bikes. Yeah. I, I did a lot of action sports. It was yeah. kind of our thing. Again, very different than here. Texas yeah. is all about sports. California <laughs> right. was all about like skateboarding, surfing, yeah. snowboarding, <laughs> motocross, all that stuff. Um, I even had a horse at one point. No way. Yeah, I had a quarter horse and did some like team pinning um, with some buddies. I just was into all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, high school was, my high school was kind of rough. Okay. Very, very deep like skateboarding culture obviously from santa cruz um and those dudes were just harsh yeah and i mean some of the stuff that would happen like at the quad yeah during during break was just so gnarly yeah (laughs) it was almost like you're you're like at war yeah you're just like hoping you don't get hit by something like a flying orange in the head (laughs) or like uh an m80 going off in a in a a trash can and stuff like it was it was crazy Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, fights. I was, like, those are two drastically different yeah. dreams. It's like, oh, I got hit in the face with an orange. Oh, I was, I an mean, explosive I, went off in the yeah. cafeteria. Oh, that stuff happened all the time. Dude, we would be crazy. sitting there, and you'd just see some girl just get tagged with an orange. Like, just someone <laughs> tucked it across the, the quad. And, you know, just one kid got duct taped, um, and, like, his pants pulled down and pulled up into a tree. Like, no from the, way. the skater tree. World. I mean, just no. gnarly stuff. Like, stuff you wouldn't see today. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <Were you? laughs> yeah, that's, I'm just picturing you because I've only I've known you for gosh a couple of years now yeah. as like adult Luke who I'm friends <laughs> with your wife and like yeah, I know totally. your kids and I'm like obsessed with your kids I think you like raise oh, awesome kids and thanks. we'll talk about that in a minute but I'm like what were you like like did you like avoid all conflict and were very low-key and just kind of passive and just kind of were like I'm just here to survive. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw an orange, so don't throw one at me. Yeah, just it was like very. In and out. Yeah, it was very clicky. Yeah. I mean, there were like the drama people, the skateboard yeah. people. We were like the motocross crew at okay. the time. Uh, you just kind of stuck with your crew and like, yeah. you know, laid low. I guess. <laughs> how, how many and people were in your high school? Oh gosh, it's a good question. I have no idea. It was it was a pretty big okay. high school. But there were 20 in mine, just for comparison. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, bigger high school for sure. Okay. And, like, the, I mean, you know. That bar's pretty low, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, sports there was, I mean, the, I hate to use all these terms, like, the jock kids right, were, right, yeah. were, were, like, the water polo dudes. And so, oh, like, no way. here it's, like, football and, like, yeah. all these sports that really, the, the sports were not popular in my <laughs> high school at all. It's like That's the, hilarious. Yeah, the, the jock guys were, like, the water polo guys. So. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so after high school, did you go go to college out there? So college, let's talk about that. <laughs> that's another thing that's funny about Texas. It's yeah. like, you know, you come here and everyone's like, oh, what college did you go to? Yeah, what? Yeah. You're in this fraternity. So, I mean, 
again like college was not a big deal yeah. growing up in my town <laughs> yeah. all the a lot of the guys i grew up with i mean they became like paramedics or they started their own businesses yeah. i mean college was not on anybody's radar yeah and a lot of guys just want to surf you know or yeah. whatever <laughs> <laughs> um so i went to junior college cool. in uh northern california went to cabrillo college for yeah. like a year and then I moved to San Diego um, oh, sweet. To, to move in with a buddy and um, went to another junior college down there. So yeah. I basically went to two years of junior college and I never finished. No, no so way. I actually never graduated college. So it's like in the groups here when dudes are all talking yeah. about college, they're <laughs> like, where'd you go? And I'm like, eh, I didn't go to college. <laughs> Which, dude, I think is awesome because I think there yeah. really is a huge pressure for like kids to go to college. And like, dude, I talk to college kids all the time th- that are graduating and they're almost kind of ticked at the system. And they're like, Absolutely. dude, I picked a major at like 18 years old mm-hmm. that's supposed to set the trajectory of my life. And now. And they're in I, debt, student debt. Totally. It's like yeah. I got 200 grand in student loans. I don't even know if I like my major anymore. Well, you don't know who you are yeah. when you're 18. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, wait, so did, did you meet Lindsay in San Diego? We met in Santa Cruz. Okay. So I actually went from Santa Cruz to San Diego, played in bands. Oh, nice. And then moved back and, like, led worship at a camp and then met Lindsay when I was, like, back in Northern California. Okay. And then we got married there and then moved back to Southern California. So okay. I kind of went back and forth. Yeah. What, uh, remind me, what kind of bands were you in? Um, just, like, alternative rock okay. bands. I mean, just, yeah, I loved music. I grew up, yeah. my dad was a musician. Okay. And uh, he, you know, just he instilled that in me at, at a very young age. Like we had a music room kind of like this, actually the studio. Yeah. And I just loved going down there and yeah. like, playing my guitar and messing around with recording mm. gear and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, was in bands like basically all through high school. I awesome. did that semi through my, my two years of junior <laughs> college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did was, was music the goal? for a while or was that just like a fun thing that you did i mean i'd like to say it was yeah but i mean that it's yeah i mean i loved i still love music i still get to tinker around on my guitar and play piano and stuff yeah. but um i mean yeah i grew up with like third eye blind and oh, switchfoot yeah, and you just you know all those awesome bands and um you know john foreman he was like totally like yeah i like just aspired to be like him yeah someday. yeah totally um and yeah just alternative rock that's like yeah. co- kind of what we were into but we didn't play anything huge we played some shows up and down like california but that's, yeah that's what what's the what's the scene like for music out there because you know i grew up playing music out here yeah and it's so different i you know i did this like texas country singer songwriter thing and people always laugh they're like that's not you like you're not that genre it's like well i was in college station so that's just kind of what you had to play if you wanted to book a gig what what was kind of the vibe out there of man if you want to play or if you want to draw a crowd like what was the kind of persona that you guys had to adopt yeah so in santa cruz again like the punk culture was huge we didn't play punk rock but i went to a lot of punk rock shows (laughs) those were also very heavy and gnarly yeah (laughs) mosh pits and everything crazy I have a Crazy lot of really, scene. really strong like, mental images in my brain. With <laughs> yeah. Story, oh, my like, gosh. Yeah. yeah. I've seen I'm some like, things, bro. I've seen some things. That's why your kids are so well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it, it was uh, – so, yeah, I think alternative rock was just kind of like what we aspired to yeah. be into. I mean, there was – 
there's all the phases that kind of happened. Right. It was like uh, kind of alternative rock and punk, and then it got like ska was like really big yeah. for a, a long time. That's hilarious. The yeah, ska scene, ska, yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah. We always do. <laughs> that was a big deal. And then ska kind of turned into emo, and yeah. emo was, like, the big scene. Um, so I would say, like, I was kind of more in, like, the emo scene okay. for a yeah, while. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like, like, what was Lindsay into? Like, what, what in phase were you in when you started dating Lindsay? Yeah, so, okay. So <laughs> Lindsay and I, actually, our first date, our first weekend that we, like, officially dated, we actually mm-hmm. went to two concerts. Oh, no way. And our first date was going to see let's see it was dashboard confessional and mxpx in san francisco um and then the next night we went and saw switchfoot up in san francisco we just like big switchfoot fam yeah yeah yeah, definitely um and then our first official date was just her and i I took her to see huey lewis in the news no way at this mountain winery in the silicon valley there that was like amazing that's amazing it's like this amazing venue with like ivy behind behind the the yeah. stage and like just really cool intimate yeah. setting at this winery kind of <laughs> overlooking the Silicon Valley <laughs> but it was all these like older people we were kind of the younger ones yeah. there you know how it is with like the older they're like all totally. dancing and stuff <laughs> right. and but it was just super fun it was like kind of nostalgic awesome. like yeah. I don't know I, I grew up listening to Huey Lewis in the news yeah. like my yeah. dad instilled those kind of bands in, in yeah. me so dude it was super awesome, awesome. Lindsay I, loves music yeah. though. So yeah, yeah, she like, we definitely, that was something we bonded over. We actually met, um, playing worship together in church. So she well, was singing I was back gonna, up. And I had two questions, so we'll see which one goes first. One, how did you go from all of that music background and playing like alternative rock mostly to then you play Christian camp or right? Yeah. So how did you, how'd you get there? Not that yeah. those are super different, but yeah. <laughs> We were, so yeah, good question. We were down and I was living in San Diego with my best friend in Ocean Beach, uh, playing in bands, just having fun, like just, it was just like a good time, like to look back on. But then, yeah, just uh, growing up in Northern California, I, I went to this camp called Camp Hammer, mm-hmm. which is really sad. It's kind of, I think it's no longer gone. It just burned down. Oh, no fires. Way. But yeah, just, I mean really cool culture grew up there as a kid like just it's kind of like i don't know what the camps are here but yeah. like it's it was like a big deal for yeah. northern california um i remember just yeah the the camp director reached out he was kind of a mentor of mine cool. um when i was in santa cruz playing in bands and stuff and going to church there and he reached out and he was like hey man do you want to lead worship for a summer and i prayed about it and i was like seems like a cool experience yeah. and so moved back up there and yeah led led worship for the for a summer that's it was awesome. it was fun, super fun. Yeah. When you were doing that, did you ever think it'd be long term? You're like, oh, I could do this a while. Are we like, I'm glad this is just a summer gig. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I was kind of glad after yeah. It, yeah. it was a summer gig. It was, it's just, yeah, a bunch of sweaty junior hires. <laughs> you know, towards <laughs> the end of the week, starts to smell and they're pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was super fun. But I, yeah, I was ready to kind of do something different. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like too. Just even in talking to you and hearing more of your story now in this conversation you very much strike me as somebody that's like a jack of all trades. Oh, like you, totally. Like you've done a ton of different music scenes. You've, um, you grew up doing all kinds of different sports and surfing and, and then to meet you, you don't fit into any of those stereotypical boxes. I, I wouldn't say. Yeah. And so would you, do you like being a jack of all trades or do you in the back of your head, are you like, man, I'd rather be a master of, of one. And I just haven't found my one yet. A hundred percent jack of all trades. And that's just been totally my story. And I've had people say that. And I I think I 
I've always like I didn't go to college because I always worked mm-hmm. and yeah. I love to learn. I love to teach myself things. If I want to like pursue something, I'll like teach myself how to do it. Yeah. And that's just kind of been the story of my life. And that's, yeah, definitely Jack of all trades. I, yeah. I mean, in my career with marketing and just my, how I kind of got into what I'm doing now, like I've just, I've always dove into things that really had, had interest in. I just like, yeah, I think I just know like a lot of random things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been fun. I love that stuff. You know, most of us are nowhere close to famous, but it sure feels good when the people that love us most make us feel like a big deal. And a great way to do that is with a gift from Our Spare Change. Our Spare Change creates custom handcrafted jewelry that's created to specifically tell stories. You could get a special date or a meaningful phrase engraved on their stylish cuffs or even personalize it with a name. And now that it's wedding season, I can't help but think what a perfect gift that would make for a bridal party or a groom or a bride. I think our spare change would be the perfect addition to the wedding season. But they've also got cute earrings and rings. And for the guys in your life, they have tie bars, cuffs, bookmarks, and keychains. We love the Southern California-based company and their passion for telling stories. So let our spare change help you and the people in your life share your story by using promo code NOWHEREClose to get 20% off your purchase at OurSpareChange.com. How many years ago now has it been that you uh, started to leave? Uh, the end of this year will be five years. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so how did you get there, right? Like, have, have you always been in real estate in some form, or is that like a relatively new venture? Yeah, how far would you want me to go back? Dude, go back as All far as you want to go back. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. So when Lindsay and I lived in San, when we got married in Santa Cruz, my best friend was in San Diego. He was a mortgage broker. Okay. Um, and he was just like crushing it down there <laughs> in two thousand five, six, seven. Oh, it was like the the peak of perfect. the mortgage I feel industry. Like I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I think you probably do. I just like sat back a little. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> hold on to your yeah. yeah. Hold on. It, it was. Uh, he was like, dude, you got to come down here. We got to do mortgages with me. Yeah. And I, I got my, my California real estate license. I'm like, we're doing it. I was like, Lindsay, we're moving to San Diego. I want to, want to do mortgages with Preston. Yeah. <laughs> my Preston's my best friend. <laughs> He's awesome. I love him. Um, and you know, we moved down there and, and I got into the mortgage industry with him and it was really hard. It was like the sales environment. Previous to that, I was like working for my dad okay. and I was in like the office equipment industry and kind of just, my dad was an entrepreneur. I worked yeah. for him a lot and my brother-in-law, but we moved down there and, uh, it was a challenge. I'm not really like great at sales. Okay. And I think that I've learned that over and over again, like <laughs> repeated lesson. Um, that's not my forte, but, um, yeah, I mean, we ended up kind of helping him and some other friends start a mortgage company cool. in Solana beach. Uh, right in like the worst time you could possibly start a mortgage company, yeah. <laughs> uh, like 2007 and then 2008 rolls around and yep. just the whole industry just collapsed. Literally like all of our lenders that we went to like shut their doors. Oh it was like, like turning off a light switch literally. Um, and I kind of floundered around with some different jobs and just to kind of like stay afloat. And it was honestly like probably the most challenging part of my life and yeah. just financially just completely impacted us like negatively, which was really, really tough. Um, I mean, we like had to foreclose on our house. Oh my gosh, we had man. like two foreclosures. I mean, it was like, mm. it was rough. Um, how long did y'all been married at that point? 
Um, our kids were pretty small. They were like really little. So gosh, that's hard. I don't even know. Yeah. We were, we got married in Oh five and this okay. happened in Oh yeah. Oh nine, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, like it was very low lows in, um, probably like the lowest I've ever been in my life. Just like, what is happening? Yeah. How am I going to get out of this debt? And how are we going to survive? Um, constantly just wondering what to do. I started talking to my sister who lived in Colorado and she was like, you just need to move here and get out of California. Cause yeah. she had, she had done that like 10 years prior. Um, so we literally like walked away from our house, just l- like had to, we just fled California. It was like Dang. one of the most emotional, hard, hardest things we've ever done. I mean, just lots of tears with our friends. Yeah. We had friends coming and helping us like pack up last minute. And we just like booked it out of California. <laughs> it was so gnarly. Uh, moved to Colorado after that for two years. But um, yeah, just just learned a lot of lessons from yeah. that. And we had like invested in this mortgage company. And um, I learned a lot about like listening to my wife through like <laughs> things. She yeah. had some discernment that I like kind of ignored at the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of those financial decisions could have been avoided and yeah. uh, just super heavy stuff. So, I mean, we spent the, the next like 11 years digging ourselves out of that wow. process. Uh, that's how bad it impacted us financially. And um, so, yeah, we moved to, moved to Colorado and I worked like construction with my brother-in-law for okay. a while. Um, and then his brother, uh, who owns a design build remodeling firm in Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, a lot of times we were working on, on his job sites for his, his projects. And, yeah. um, he was like, hey, this is so random, but he was like, Hey man, we need a receptionist at the front <laughs> desk at <laughs> his like su- sweet little office down in Fort Collins. And I was like, sure, I'll get out of the snow or the heat for a <laughs> right. few minutes yeah. and sit in front of the, sit at the front desk. Totally. I mean, literally like just. I'll do whatever. Yeah. And they stick me up at the front desk and I started like just kind of playing around on the computer and, uh, messing around with Photoshop and like learning how to do some things for them marketing wise. And I, I could, I always loved marketing. I kind of yeah. loved that portion of the, when we were doing mortgages, I love kind of like trying to figure out the marketing side of things. But this company, Highcraft Builders, they're an awesome company. And, uh, he the owner Dwight Saylor he's my brother-in-law's brother okay he like just gave me so much freedom in that job and eventually going from a receptionist turned into like a marketing coordinator position Mm. and they had this amazing budget per year to work with and I worked with their other marketing person Kira and she was awesome and it was like here's kind of what we want to do with the company and here's this budget and just kind of the reins were let loose on what I was able to do. And I learned a ton. So I got to like work with vendors on learning how to do search engine optimization, SEO. And I learned how to do web development. I started learning how to do HTML and write HTML. And I learned how to do build email newsletters and all this stuff, event marketing, like tons of stuff with this amazing budget. And it was like this freedom. Mm. And I really attribute that like a lot, a lot of stuff I learned marketing wise to those years working for Highcraft. It was awesome. I mean, I I dove really heavy into web development. I loved building websites at the time and, um, did a lot of graphic design there. I learned a lot of graphic design stuff. And since then, you know, I've got more into other things, but I was in Colorado for two years. Okay. Um, and then kind of side note with Colorado, we just 
Colorado was awesome. My sister lived there. Yeah. We had the cousins were there. We lived like right down the street from them. It's a beautiful place. Um, but we really struggled just community wise, mm-hmm. like to get plugged in. We were going to a church every Sunday and it, we would like, I remember we went to this young marrieds group trying yeah. to like get plugged in yeah, yeah. and, and it was like the most awkward, <laughs> it was the most awkward young Mary's group we've ever been to. And I remember getting Which back in the car. A that's, there's a, a, that's a high bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause there's a bunch of really awkward young married groups. And so yes. for them to be especially awkward means. Yes. It, was, it was just, I don't know. It was like the, everyone was like in a, in a circle in chairs and it, it was just, I don't know how to explain it. Um, but I just remember getting back in the car and I looked at Lindsay, like just had a look on my face. She's like, I know we're probably not going to go back to that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, good. Cause I do not want to go back to that. Uh, especially like my personality, I'm much more like an introvert and yeah. she's an extrovert. And just to hear her even say that, I was like, it must've been really bad. If you didn't <laughs> like it. But anyways, we just struggled. Sweet like, Lindsay. yeah, we struggled there. It was like, you know, winters, oh, it's yeah. like cabin mm-hmm. fever. We had super young kids and like shoveling our driveway with mm. snow oh and gosh yeah um anyways we the house we were renting actually she, she ended up selling it and we we're like maybe this is our opportunity just to get out so yeah. we had visited texas because obviously Lindsay's from texas okay. um and we were like hey let's move to texas let's give it a try like yeah. we have visited we like fort worth and uh, maybe this is our chance to try something new be around some some family yeah. and uh, it was my my sister was heartbroken because we <laughs> lived like right around the corner from yeah. her, um, but I literally ju- we just again packed it up no and way. didn't even have a job. <laughs> we oh just my gosh, like just moved. we're moving to Texas, and we moved in with her mom, okay. which was like in a townhome over in Ridgemar. Uh, my kids, all of us, just lived upstairs in this room with uh, you know upstairs. We like lived with her mom for like six i think we were like six months oh my gosh while i was looking yeah looking for a job looking for a place to live um which is so crazy when i look back on that but um yeah moved here without even a job so uh you know when we first moved here uh my my friends from san diego our friends from san diego uh the andersons bobby and jenna uh they went to church with us and uh jenna was our doula for evie's birth anyways their brother uh, Bobby's brother is Jeff, my business partner. Okay. So that's how we got connected. Cool. Um, and so I didn't even know Jeff uh, before we, we moved here. Yeah. And so I, you know, I got an email from another friend of ours and he's like, Hey, you got to reach out to Jeff. Jeff lives in Fort Worth. Maybe he can hook you up with something or get you in contact with some people. So I emailed Jeff and he was like, Hey man, let's, let me give you some contacts. Let's meet up. And uh, met with him and he's like he gave me this list so he kind of knew my my background with high craft builders yeah. and he gave me some local people to meet up with and like uh, i met with like w- with like clarity homes and village oh, yeah, homes yeah. and uh i met with virginia cook which was the broker for jeff's brokerage he was okay. a real estate agent at virginia cook realtors at the time um and so virginia cook hired me and That's uh awesome. she this is kind of how I got into real estate here in DFW. And, um, she had a brokerage at the time. There's six offices throughout DFW, about 350 real estate agents. Wow. And I wasn't, I wasn't being, uh, hired to be a real estate agent. I was being hired to do marketing and Mm. technology and support for, for the agents. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting a job there and I was at Virginia cook for five years here in DFW. And it was, I'm not going to lie. It was a hard, it was a hard, (laughs) point because i was like i was like great we got a job living with Lindsay's mom yeah um and we ended up you know 
renting a house in Fairmount. Yeah. And, um, but for five years, I was kind of in this role, like a support heavy role that I was kind of struggling with. Yeah. Um, and it was hard every day. I was like, God, why am I in this position? Like, this just doesn't feel fulfilling. Yeah. And it was just like a lot of driving to Dallas and kind of all over the Metroplex and just, um, it didn't, it wasn't feeding my creative side, mm. I think is really what the, the biggest portion of that that was unfulfilling for me. Um, and so, yeah, five years of that was just kind of wore on me. Yeah. Dude. And, um, eventually like so jeff jeff and i became friends I yeah. mean, he was a he was like a top producing real estate agent at that brokerage and we would meet like every once in a while and we'd kind of dream about starting our own brokerage yeah and for a couple of years we'd like go to lunch and like kind of brainstorm it and like, <laughs> what if we started our own brokerage and yeah. all this stuff and we could never figure it out because yeah. he's kind of more like a visionary mm. and uh and i'm more of a creative and we'd like, we'd have all these great ideas, but then we'd be like, financially, how are we going to work that out? Like, (laughs) we couldn't like figure it out. And so it just kind of kept going away um, until I met Matt Lewis, my other, our other partner. So like league consists of me and Matt Lewis and Jeff Anderson, the three of us. And uh, so the the way I met Matt was um, his kids went to Daggett Montessori. Okay. And we ended up at, at their house one night for dinner and, just hanging out with them. We became friends with them. Lindsay was really close with Jessica, his wife. Cool. And, uh, we were at dinner one night and I was just kind of listening to him talk about his career and where he'd come from. And he, he was, uh, he had been in real estate for many, many years, you know, had a property management background. He's from Midland, Texas. Okay. Very, he's a very Texas dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just so fun because we're like really close friends, but he's like the opposite of yeah, me. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Midland and Santa Cruz yeah. might be the two most totally. opposite places <laughs> in the U.S. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and I was just like, man, what it, so he had just sold like a FedEx company. He's very entrepreneurial oh, minded. Wow. He owned a lot of real estate and had rentals and things like that. And uh, he's like, yeah, I just, I don't really know what I'm going to do now. I was just, he just sold this this company and he was still kind of doing real estate on the side and I was like but you have your broker's license and he's like yeah I've had my broker's license since I was like 18 or something <laughs> oh my gosh. and, and you're uh, like, cool 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 yeah and I was like man you should start a real estate company <laughs> and he had never really been on the retail side of yeah. things and more just kind of did like investments and things like that on his own um, but I think I, I struck a little spark in him or something and I mean that I think it was like the next day or that week he texted me he's like hey man you want to go to lunch I was like sure and so we go to Chipotle over there on Hewlin and uh, we sit down and he's like, Hey man, what do you think about starting a real estate brokerage with Jeff Anderson? <laughs> and I was like, never wait, thought about what? it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, Jeff and I have been talking about that for years. And I was like, why Jeff Anderson? Like, cause I mean, I, I kind of, he knew Jeff just from doing real estate transactions yeah. like together. Yeah. He didn't really like, and their kids, like they kind of lived in the same neighborhood and okay. Ryan place. And, but I kind of didn't know that he even really knew yeah. Jeff and, I was like, man, that's crazy. I was like, cause we've talked about that for years. And I was like, yeah, I actually think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Let's meet up or whatever. And so we, uh, the three of us like, okay, let's go to lunch. And so we met up at central market, went upstairs to the little like uh, outdoor patio yeah. up there. And Matt just sat there and he was like, here's what I see you doing. Here's what I see you doing. And like, it was like light bulb moment. Dude, and that's that's awesome. cool. it was amazing. I was like, we were all kind of looked at each other like, yeah, actually that would that sounds amazing. That would to- <laughs> I think that would totally work. And it's so funny because Jeff and I had had driven together to that meeting, that lunch meeting, because we were both at Virginia yeah. Cook at the time. 
And we like walk, we're walking out to the parking lot to his car, and he looks at me. He's like, "Dude, this is gonna sound cheesy, but he completes us." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh, the Jerry Maguire reference! Like, it's so funny." It's hilarious, dude. That's awesome. So you and I have talked about this over the years. the The balance between chasing your dreams and taking a risk, and mm. the responsibility as a husband and a father to just do what you need to do to make ends meet, you know, and to Mm -hmm. pay your bills and to be steady, you know, after 08 and you go through just this massive collapse of an entire industry, right? Like, it's not like you did anything wrong per se. It's like the whole industry collapsed. Right. Totally. And like having, I would imagine there was a level of trauma, if you will, and maybe, maybe that word sounds dramatic, but like, I think there's a level of trauma of like, Oh wow. Like I don't want to ever experience that again walk us through kind of what went through your mind of this is risky because we're starting something new and I'm leaving a job that pays our bills. I don't, I don't love the job, but at least like it puts food on the table. What was the, the catalyst that made you take, take that leap and say, all right, I'm going to do something risky again Mm -hmm. in light of things not working out in the past. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I had PTSD from 2009. <laughs> it was legitimately yeah. PTSD. Um, yeah, I, I definitely tread lightly when I, when that whole thing came to be. I was excited, but I was also like, I brought that to Lindsay, and I was like, hey, like, I just want to pray about this together. And I, I really leaned into her with that decision mm-hmm. a ton, just knowing kind of the bad decisions I yeah. had made <laughs> like previously, and just. I leaned on her discernment just to be like, what do you think of this idea? I mean, this is crazy, you know, and a long time had gone, gone by since those decisions that were made in, you know, in 08 and 09. Um, but I just relied on her and we prayed about it and she had a lot of faith in those relationships with, uh, Matt and Jeff. Mm. And, um, I think that that really made a big, big difference. Not yeah. that she didn't have faith in my other relationships, but, this time was different yeah. for some reason. And, uh, yeah, she just was like, you know what? Like this is, these are, these are awesome guys. And I, I trust that this could be something awesome. And it ended up being really awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> like by the grace of God, I mean, yeah. seriously. As someone who is not risk adverse at all, I, <laughs> ha- I hate risk. I really enjoy predictability and not yeah. just in my own decisions. I like being able like I like that I'm a predictable human like people that know me are like oh Brooke's gonna do x y and z in this way because I'm just (laughs) right yeah I I would say that's how I describe myself but I I don't like risk because I like I like hitting the mark and exceeding it so I like knowing my expectation and then going beyond it how do you process that differently as someone who's not risk adverse gosh I would say I'm more like you Brooke I I literally am very uh, structured. Um, I love my routines. I, I mean, I think the reason why this worked is because of my business partners. And I will mm-hmm. say, you know, we just, I say this to them all the time and we, we meet weekly for lunch and we pray about our company. And, um, these are, these guys are like my best friends and I trust them with everything. And I think league works because of the three of us mm. doing our own thing. And yeah. mm. we always say we kind of stay in our lanes. Yeah. And so it, 
the reason why it's been successful, I think, is because we we get to have these lanes that we are passionate about. We get to we get to just stay in them, like marketing and all that kind of stuff. What I what I do for our company is what I'm passionate about, and I get to do that. And Jeff is like culture and uh, recruiting and all this kind of stuff. And he's you know always making our space look amazing. And he's a really relational. He's kind of like he's just an amazing real estate agent. Yeah. So a lot of people come to him for advice and then Matt's our broker and he's like very financially savvy, <laughs> yeah. which I don't, that's why it worked for Jeff and I. Cause Matt was like the missing glue. Yeah. yeah. He was like, well, here's how it all works and structures it. And he's like, he's great at like all the legal stuff yeah. and all the just incredibly difficult questions that he gets on a regular basis from agents. Totally. He takes all that stuff. And so we just, and he loves that. And we all just excel in our lanes and don't, you know bother to get in each other's and yeah. it just works really really well so that's mm. been super great Dude, that's cool that's epic i can imagine as a creative that's such a breath of fresh air where it's like you have all the freedom to do what you've been created to do and not have to worry about because like i'm i'm cut from a very similar cloth when i've done entrepreneurial stuff in the past the thing that was like the bane of my existence was the finances, the legal mm -hmm. side of it. Like, yes. like even just like filling out a K one, I'm like, I don't yeah. know, like what, oh, I don't know, you know? And so yeah. I feel like that, that has to be a really freeing thing to be on a team where it's like, dude, you, you do 100%. what it you've been made to do. Completely freeing. Yeah. K one, I'd be like, Matt, I don't know what that is. You <laughs> fill that out and you totally know what that is. <laughs> That's awesome, man. What, um, so one of the things that, that we've been talk talking a, a lot about recently here is that you know, everyone has a story, but for the majority of us, it's like, I, this, this is our story so far, right? That like, mm -hmm. you have a lot more story ahead of you. Where do you hope that you are or league is or your family is in the next like 10 years? Like, have you thought about? Gosh, I hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, yeah, we get that question a lot when we meet with agents yeah. that are interested in our brokerage and they're like, what's the 10 year plan? Like, how big do you want to get? And, um, we always look at each other. We're like, I don't know. Like we, <laughs> we're so open handed with this business and we're just kind of seeing God take it in a direction that it's gone, which has yeah. been amazing. And we've never like been like, we want to be the biggest. And like, yeah, we have never sought out to be what we say like a butts in the seat mentality mm. brokerage a lot of brokerages like traditionally make money off of having a lot of agents in the seats like you know being in the brokerage and we're we're not like that we're uh we're super careful about who we bring in just culturally um and what that's done is sort of elevated the level of expertise mm. um and what's been so amazing is the like our production our sales production is really high but we don't have like a very high number of agents I think like with our two offices we have around 80 agents which is still a lot yeah, totally. so when we meet with agents they're like what's the 10-year plan like yeah. what are your goals and we just we're like well i mean <laughs> we don't we don't want to <laughs> be huge but we want to just keep being this independent local brokerage yeah. that just does awesome stuff and yeah. um i don't know i think personally when i when i think through that uh, i think matt and jeff and i would just be like you know we want to keep doing what we're doing yeah i don't I don't know where that's going to lead us. Um, I guess a goal personally would be like, we want to become, you know, just a well-known, awesome local brokerage yeah. in Fort Worth that just serves the city well. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, we're we're probably one of the larger, maybe the largest independent brokerage in town yeah, totally. at this point because they've all been kind of bought up by mm-hmm. like Berkshire Hathaway, yeah. these larger companies. Um, so I'd love to just be known as that like yeah. independent, you know, cool brokerage. <laughs> yeah, that's just we love we love the vibe and we love that we kind of have the freedom to do kind of whatever we want to do, which yeah. has been so fun. Dude, that's awesome. What makes you love Fort Worth? And like want to serve Fort Worth. Yeah, the people. I mean, relationships. That that is what brought us here, and what what made us stay. When we mm. moved here, you know, coming from Colorado, that was like the struggle. Was was like the community. And when we moved here, literally, like we went to we went to Christ Chapel, went to the main service. We're like, eh, this might be a little too big. Went to Converge. And I went up to talk to Casey right after like, oh, the no first way. time we went to Converge. <laughs> I went up and talked to him because I had, you know, come from a worship leading yeah. background. And Siobhan and Casey just latched on. They're like, let's go to lunch. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And we ended up in a small group with like That's awesome. all of the pastors of Fort Worth. <laughs> like it was so crazy. Like yeah. it was like everybody. And I mean, at the time it was just so life-giving to us to be just inst- have that instant community yeah. And that's what I love about Fort Worth. It's like, I mean, you're walking down the street and people like say, hi, how's it going? It's just, it's relational here. It it feels like a, it's a big city now, but it's, it feels like a small town. Everyone says that. And um, it's just, it's just rich in community. And that's really, I think what Mm. we love about it. What are some of your favorite pockets of Fort Worth? Oh man, I have a lot of fun pockets. You mean like, uh, neighborhoods or yeah, like I places feel to like hang out. A or? common thing I heard, even when I was new to Fort Worth, and even as somebody who came from a small town, and kind of experienced culture shock in a weird way when yeah. I came to Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Fort Worth is a big city, yeah. but it does feel like a small town because you go down Magnolia and it's like its own little world. And totally. then you, you're in Arlington Heights, and that yeah. feels super different. And then you're um, you go back towards like South Fort Worth and Ryan Place, and that's really different. And so, what are some of your favorite areas in that sense? Gosh, I mean. Jeff always makes fun of me because he's like, you're such a West Sider. Because <laughs> I, I literally stay in a so bubble. I, I literally, like, I live 0.7 miles from here where we are right now. And right. my office is probably a mile away. Like, we do go to Central Market. And we, like, stay within, like, a radius. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think being it, what's so fun about my job is I get to, I, I'm constantly seeing new parts of Fort Worth that yeah. I never yeah. knew about. Yeah. Like just this week I went over to a listing to meet an agent just to go take some like lifestyle sh- uh, photos and things like that. And, um, I mean, I knew about this area is over in Ridgely country club estates okay. and there's a yeah. little, there's like a little lake over there and there's, there's houses surrounding this little lake. Oh, that's cool. And you don't really get to see that. You, you kind of can see that there's a lake in there, but right. you know, but so we have a listing coming up over there and I was over there and I walk in, this place is all remodeled and the kitchen is like, overlooking this lake and yeah. it feels literally like your lake lake austin or something right no it way. feels so different and you're like yeah. what is this <laughs> this yeah. is yeah. a dock with like a little boat and it's like this beautiful property and i'm like man i just continually see these pockets of fort worth yeah. that you'd never get to see um i mean there's so many cool neighborhoods yeah. and so many cool spots in fort worth yeah. and everything is so different and um i love that about about fort worth there's like you know the neighborhoods that are more mid-century modern like there's like ridgely hills and then there's i love arlington heights because it's like these old historic homes yeah. and yeah um we used to live down kind of in the river district yeah, and yeah. we spent a lot of time around the river and on the trails and it's there's so many fun pockets there yeah, are totally i 
I don't know if this is unique to you in your brokerage, but like y'all put stuff on Instagram all the time that I will legitimately track down and figure out where is that? Yeah. Cause that doesn't yep. like, that's not here, is it? And then you realize, Oh no, like that's in this little pocket over yeah. here that I had no idea about. Like, like y'all posted. Oh photo. gosh. Are you going to talk about the East coast? Yes. Vibe house? Yes, <laughs> yes. Dude. Yes. Like I saw it, dude. Like and I you hopped on Luke z- posting all that, like on his drone. <laughs> right. Like, right. I gotta go there. <laughs> totally. And I, uh, I hopped on Zillow to be like, okay, where, like, where yeah. is that? And I mean, just incredible home, like on like a ton of acreage, right? Yeah. Seven and a half acres. It's over kind of near Lake Worth off yeah, which Silver is Creek Road. Josh yeah. is going to check that listing as soon as we get done. That's well, one I wish I could afford it. I, I mean, <laughs> so many people were interest, are interested yeah. in that house. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. that thing will sell fast. But it's, yeah, it's just fun. I mean, I saw, I knew about that probably, I don't know, a month ago, yeah. that listing coming. It's actually one of our agent's grandparents' house. Oh, no way. And they built it. Um, and they built it to be, to look like a house from the East coast. So they like brought in all the materials from the East coast. That's amazing. And, uh, it's just, when I saw the photos, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) that's so unique. And I was like, it's totally like, you know, just charming cottagey look, but it was also like a fairly good size house with like a, with like a, a apartment over the garage and. Um, like stone fireplaces and beam, really beautiful beam ceiling. That was that, all that wood was brought in from the East Coast. I mean, it, just a really cool. So yeah, houses like that I get super excited about yeah. because you're like, this is so unique to Fort Worth. Yeah. And then not only is it on acreage, but it's like just got this really cool vibe to it. And yeah. I mean, we posted that yesterday, and I mean, everyone <laughs> was so <laughs> interested. And there's been so many people like texting our agents, "Hey, can we go look at that house?" Yeah. And, you know, a lot of a lot of engagement on our social stuff and it's just that's really cool. fun dude that's awesome i can imagine too that's exciting because i feel like the market hasn't been this hot in a long time and so i'm like i'm yeah. sure something like that's just flying mm-hmm. yeah it's been interesting i mean when covid happened it was like for a week it was like dead silence like, yeah what is gonna happen like, yeah is yeah. this just gonna all go away like we were <laughs> yeah. like oh my gosh and then a week later, it was like people were stuck in their houses, like looking at Zillow or something, and <laughs> yeah. it just blew just up. Exploded. Yeah, we just had a crazy summer last last summer, um, which is so crazy that people were just buying houses right. during COVID, like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just the market has just continually gone up, and it's just been wild because there's, I mean, really the problem is there's no inventory, mm. so there's like a really low supply of of homes on right. the market, and so that's just kind of created a lot of demand for yeah. sellers right now and sellers are are just getting a lot for their houses and there's just a ton of people wanting to buy right yeah. now so it's pretty wild dude that's nuts yeah all right y'all we wanted to take a minute to tell you about our new friends at golden ratio coffee brooke today i poured myself a cup of golden ratio i love that what flavor did you have i had the spiced cookie Oh. And it legitimately tasted like Christmas was giving me a hug. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh, and after the year we've had, it it never hurts. I need Christmas to hug me for all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all totally. the time. <laughs> um, but Golden Ratio is awesome. If you love coffee and coffee doesn't love you back, Golden Ratio is the solution. It's brewed at a lower temperature, which means that it's five times less acidic. So it has... Uh, all the caffeine of coffee, but none of the acidity, and it tastes like Christmas is giving giving you a hug. It's the best of both worlds. It's a win-win. Yes, and the best part is that if you go to drinkgoldenratio.com and use code NOWHEREClose, uh, you'll get 20% off your purchase. The gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. So again, <laughs> that is drinkgoldenratio.com and use code NOWHEREClose to get 20% off. 
Man, I honestly feel like we could talk to you for like another two hours, we but totally I don't want to take your entire day. So can <laughs> can we close by asking you some fun random questions? Okay, yeah, for sure. Okay, so one of our favorite questions we ask every guest this is what are your oddly specific love languages? So oddly things that specific. just Gosh, oddly specific. I this mean, is kind just of like embarrassing. No, this is a safe place. Oh man. Probably like acts of service. I love it when I come home to a clean house and Lin- yeah. Lindsay's cleaned the house. <laughs> so terrible, but no, no, no. like Murphy, our dog, he like, he just sheds like crazy. And when, when I come home and it's he's clean, worth it. he is worth <laughs> it. He's awesome. But yeah, I think probably like yeah, acts of service, a good clean house. Good clean house. <laughs> no, dude, I get that, man. There's something I, uh, Hales, Hales is in a very similar boat and I, uh, she had like, like a long shift. And I just decided to like clean the house and like our apartment's tiny. It takes like 30 seconds to like clean it. But, uh, I could tell, like, I'd never seen a reaction like that from her in my life. She like walked in, she goes, Oh my gosh, I can breathe. Yes. And it's like, wow. Okay. Like yeah. it's just a small thing that actually goes You're a long like, way. I did that. So like, like, ah, peace. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, which like once it was clean, I was like, okay, I can see that now. Yeah. I can see that that, yeah, that is a, a thing that just brings joy in life. You totally. know? Um, all right, what is your like go-to party story? Meaning, uh, like if you're at a party and there's like a lull and like someone's like Luke, you have to like revive the party. Like, oh my gosh, you know, that is not Perfect. my personality. <laughs> yeah. Go like, hide I, in the corner, <laughs> Lindsay. Can you come over here and help me? Like, she's Luke's totally like, so I go home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the party dies. That's I pretty go home. much <laughs> like yeah. That makes me. He's like, that's what happened to that couples group in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my personality, I mean, I am like, an in, I'm totally an introvert yeah. and I thrive off of like good relationships and yeah. one-on-one time. Um, but in groups of people, I we, I mean, I love being in groups of people that are like close friends, obviously, right. but larger groups, I'm, it's kind of, um, it's just, it takes a lot out of me. Yeah. Oh, and totally. It, it, you know, with Lindsay, that totally like generates her. So yeah. probably be like, uh, Lindsay, can you come over here and help <laughs> me with this situation? <laughs> I rely on her. Just that's maybe that's why we, we do well together. Yeah. She kind of like sure. completes my other half, you know, obviously with the relational side of things. Yeah, <laughs> She's the best. That's amazing. She's awesome. She's um, all right. So this podcast is called nowhere close to famous, but if you could be famous for one thing, what would that be? Oh man, another hard question. Um, I don't think I want to be famous, man. <laughs> when I was when I was younger, I wanted to be like John Foreman and be famous, yeah. but that's not the case anymore. I, I think like, um, man, I just want to, want to be known for being a good dad for yeah. my kids and a good husband, and, um, you know, I would love just to be known for you know diving into the community mm. and serving our our city well as a business owner, um, but yeah. I don't really necessarily want to be want to be famous or anything. Honestly, I love that. And just to end with an affirmation from the good dad standpoint, like, yep, most people don't know what other people say about them behind their backs. Um, and I'm I'm like I'm always intrigued. It's like, what do people say about me? Sure. When I'm not in the room. Oh, same. Everyone talks about how amazing your kids are behind your back. Hope you oh, know that. Man. Like, that's awesome. Like, they are amazing. They're great. Legitimately, yeah. like everyone's like, dude, the Cyrus kids are <laughs> unbelievable. Like, which says a ton about you and Lindsay. So I text Lindsay all the time. I'm like, can Evie and I hang out? <laughs> oh, you guys need to I'm hang like, out. Can more. I be her she friend? She would love that. Evie uh, would love that. On the I side note, know. before we close, Evie is doing gymnastics now. Yeah. Right? Is she just like killing it? I mean, Olympics 2020. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. She's incredible. I she mean, is. she just. 
uh, she's in full-time gymnastics so she's every day going out to Alito to impact and um, she just loves it I mean she'll come home and she'll get back on the trampoline or she's doing handstands throughout the house and up and down I mean she's just (laughs) she's constantly doing it and um, it's been so fun to see she really has thrived in that it's I mean it's intense I'm not gonna lie I mean the stuff that she's doing the workouts they're doing I mean, I tell people all the time, it's, it's insane. Like, you know, those, you know, those ropes in like a warehouse people like climb yeah. for like mm. workouts. So they have to do that. It's one of the things that they do, Oh my gosh. but they don't use their legs. They have to like lift their legs up in the air, put a four pound weight on their lap and just no all the way up the rope, just, just her arms all the way up, all the way down. And that's like, it's intense. And she is just, I mean, I always, t- I, she probably would hate that I was going to say this, but like her abs, yeah. I mean, just little turtle shell. Like <laughs> yeah. She is ripped, like yeah. just completely ripped. And we're just like trying to pump as many calories in there yeah. as we yeah. can. Cause she just works out so oh hard. It's incredible gosh, what man. they have to do and their bodies have yeah. to go through. She's the coolest. If someone right now asked me to do that exercise, I'd be like, no, <laughs> I, get, like I get like two feet. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, nope. Nope. I was like, I'm not trying to go to the hospital today. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm just not, but, um, it'd be unfair to talk about Evie and not talk about Sutton. Yeah. What's he into these days? He's such a cool dude. Oh man. He's uh, a jack of all trades like you. Yeah. Like. I, I don't know yet what he's going to get really into. He, <laughs> he's 13 and he's just, he's diving into his relationships. Yeah. Uh, it's been really cool to see him kind of go from, um, I mean, he, he's like a, he's a typical teenager, loves to yeah. play video games. Yeah. We've gotten into mountain biking together, which oh, has cool. been super fun. Um, he's into track. Yeah. He just, well, he just broke his foot in track, yeah. but oh, yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah. Um, he's just he's he's just a cool dude i don't yeah. i don't know what his like what he's gonna be into but it's gonna yeah. be cool whatever it is and yeah. i think That's like cool. right now he's just been super and he's got some really great friends from school he's in a great group of dudes and um he's in a little bible study with nathan sanchez yeah. which has been yeah. so cool of him to come do that at our house they they meet in our basement with a group of boys and That's go awesome. hang outside and uh, on a weekly basis so yeah he's just he's in he's in junior high man he's like he's, <laughs> he's diving into relationships yeah he's, he's starting to do all the things that teenagers do you yeah. know so it's really interesting is That's that a fun season for y'all is that fun or terrifying or both um it's been a shift for yeah. sure to see your kids kind of go from like just being very close uh to like oh they have they have different priorities now like yeah. he wants to be with his friends he yeah. wants to go to pool parties he wants to go hang out and do sleepovers yeah. and play video games with his buddies and um it's less yeah the attention sort of goes away from from us as parents and hanging yeah. out together to like his what he's wanting to do which yeah. i totally get i mean that's how i was totally um so it's been a little bit of a change yeah. for sure but i mean it's exciting to see yeah. and he's already talking about how he can't wait to get his license someday <laughs> and it's it's crazy, man. Dude, it's like it happens so fast. Yeah, that's so cool. wild, dude. That's epic, well, bro. Thanks for taking time, man. It Absolutely. Was, uh, thanks for having me. It was a blast. This was fun. Thanks, Luke. See you. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our conversation with Luke Sires, and if you did, we have many more coming your way just like that. So make sure that you hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, another fun way to keep up with us is to give us a follow on Instagram, and you can find us at Nowhere Close to Famous Pod. As always, thanks for tuning in. Stay ordinary.